Welcome to Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Larry McCormick. Today's episode is named The Homies. I did the same thing last year where I'm going to name key players who I'm targeting every draft that I'm in because I believe these particular players will help you win fantasy football championships. But before I get into my segment of The Homies, we got news to talk about around the NFL and what took place over this weekend's preseason games. First things first, Tom Brady is back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know he was gone for 10 days or so. People was having all these rumors why Tom Brady was gone all of these days. It really don't matter. It ain't nobody damn business. All we know is Tom Brady is back in practice today for Tampa Bay. Matt Rue has named Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. We all knew this was coming. Finally, Matt Rue came out his big mouth and named Baker Mayfield as starting quarterback for Carolina. So, there we have it. So, you ain't got to wonder who's going to be starting week one for the Panthers. All right. Now, I'm not going to talk about every preseason game that took place over the weekend, and we even got one uh, Monday night. But I'm going to go over key things that I've seen over the weekend as far as some of these preseason games. First, I'm going to start with the Rams and the, tennis and, and the Rams and the Texans. All right? Now, we know Sean McVay never plays his starters for the Rams, okay? He never will, and he's not going to start this year. But I'm going to talk about the Texans side. Damian Pierce did not play for the Texans, and when they coached the coach Levy Smith about why Damian Pierce didn't play, and he pretty much said, look, we already seen enough from Damian Pierce which tells me that Damian Pierce will be the week one starter for the Houston Texans. So his ADP is about to rise big time for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I still think they're going to use Rex Burkhead, and I'm hearing they're going to use him on passing down work. And uh, Marlon Mack may get a few curries also. But yes, Damian Pierce will be the starting running back for the Houston Texans. And Nico Collins... Uh, look good. We know he's going to be the number two receiver for the Houston Texans, and he had four catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. And I think Nico Collins is a sleeper. I said it before, and I think that getting him late in drafts will pay big dividends on your fantasy team. Next preseason game I want to talk about is the Bills and the Broncos. Well, <laughs> Josh Allen was in rare form. You know, he was three for three, 45 yards and a TD. We see how he scrambled out the pocket and threw that touchdown to Gabe Davis, who, who was 2 for 47 in the TD. I'll talk about Gabe Davis more a little later on. But the big thing to talk about is the running backs for Buffalo. You have Singletary, who had four curries for 39 yards, which is good, over nine yards per curry. You had James Cook, who had four curries for 38 yards, which is also over nine yards per curry. And you have Zach Moss. He, he had four carries also, just 19 yards, but he had two touchdowns. So what I, take, what I take from this game is all three running backs are going to be used. And I think Zach Moss is going to be the running back that they trust the most uh, uh, when, when they're on the goal line, which has me say to myself, you know, to be honest with you, I really don't want to touch none of these running backs for Buffalo because I think they're going to use all three. 
So when it comes to Singletary, I know James Cook was getting some buzz and stuff, or you know him being drafted in the second round. And I know at first I was high on him, but I was I was higher on him. But I didn't think that Zach Moss at all would be a factor, and it would just be Singletary and and James Cook. Now that it looks like they're using all three running backs and Zach Moss on the goal line, has me say to myself, I don't want to touch none of the running backs this year in fantasy football. The next game I'm going to talk about is the Commanders versus the Chiefs. We know Andy Reid loved playing his starters. And Patrick Mahomes, he was 12 for 19, 162 yards and two TDs. Uh, so that was good. And Carson Wentz, even though the Commanders haven't been putting points on the board, he's still, you know, over the weekend and week one of the preseason game, he been looking good. You know, he was 6 for 9 for 64 yards, which is good. You know, he didn't throw no touchdowns, but he still looked good when he was out there. The big takeaway from the Commanders is it looked like Brian Robertson, the rookie running back that they drafted in the third round, is now the starting running back for the Commanders. Okay, now he only had eight carries for 31 yards, but he did start. And Gibson came in, Gibson came in, you know, he came in when Carson Wentz was still on the field, but he came in on the second and third drive. Now, he only had two carries for three yards, which wasn't good, but he did also have three catches for 37 yards. I still think they're going to use Antonio Gibson. I think they're going to line him up out wide. I think he is going to get some carries out the backfield. I think they might line him up in a slot sometimes. So, yes, I would not drive Antonio Gibson at his current ADP, but that doesn't mean not to draft Antonio Gibson because being as though if you're playing in a PPR league, I still think he's going to have value, just not the value that we thought he was going to have. Now, when it comes to Brian Robinson, yes, I do think that he's going to be the starting running back as it stands right now for the commanders. But I don't know how much receiving work he's going to get out of the backfield. I think they trust J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson to do that more than Brian Robinson. Now, the next game I want to talk about is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, Jacksonville played their starters. He was 14 for 21 and 133 yards, not bad. Travis Etienne, he had eight carries for 29 yards. Now, we know that James Robinson is back at practice. He didn't play over the weekend, but they're saying that he's going to be the starter. I still think Travis Etienne is going to have a very big role with Jacksonville. I'm just curious to see when week one rolls around, how they're going to utilize James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Big thing I want to talk about is Christian Kirk, you know, I made some jokes about Kirk in the offseason about all that damn money that Jacksonville gave him, but they got they got big plans for Christian Kirk. You know, he was he had he had eight targets, five for fifty-four. So Christian Kirk didn't look good. And Marvin Jones, who basically is going undrafted and, and fantasy drafts, he had three catches for 40 yards. And I think that Getting him late in your drafts, or hell, if you already drafted, getting him off the waiver wire, I think Marvin Jones would be a good pickup because I do think he's going to be a part of this offense for Jacksonville. 
Nothing really to talk about when it comes to the Steelers. The biggest thing to talk about is who's going to be the starting quarterback because all three, I mean, not, yeah, because all three of the quarterbacks, they're good. Even sorry as Mason Rudolph had a good game. And Kenny Pickett, the rookie, he also had another good game again and threw another touchdown. And Mr. Trubisky didn't look bad. So I'm curious to see who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers when week one rolls around. Next game is the Giants versus the Bengals. You know, the, the, Brian Dable, he's, he's begging, looking for some type of chemistry with the offense for the Giants. And Daniel Jones, he was 14 for 16 with 116 yards, no touchdowns, and he did throw a pick. But it's, just, it's not there. Now, Saquon Barkley, he didn't play. Kenny Galladay, he played, though. He wasn't even targeted. It, he couldn't even get open. You know, they paid all of that damn money for Kenny Galladay last offseason, eh? He he looks like he he's looking like a, a bust. You know, they really need Kadarius Tony to come back in this offense for, for the Giants. And Colin Johnson last night, he looked better on the field, you know, than what Kenny Galladay did. So I don't know what the Giants is going to do, but their offense right now just looks putrid. Nothing wanted to talk about in, in regards to the Bengals because none of their starters played uh, last night. Another game I want to talk about is Baltimore Ravens versus the Cardinals. Now, you know Baltimore, they treated the damn preseason game like a Super Bowl. Last night made 22 games straight that the Baltimore Ravens won. Uh, Tyler Huntley, you know, he played last night. Lamar Denton, he was 13 for 14, 129 yards in the TD. He looked real good. And I think Tyler Huntley is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Big news that came out of last night is the, the rookie they drafted, Isaiah Likely, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. He had eight targets, eight catches for 100 yards. Looked real good. You know, he's one of them. He sort of reminded me, watching him last night, sort of like a, a Waller slash David Njoku, who's an athletic tight end. Now, the big thing about it, even though he did look good, and I know a lot of people picked him up off the waiver wire, including me and Juan Lee, you got to also remember that right now, he's the third tight end on the Baltimore Ravens behind, of course, Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle. So... I don't know how much time he's going to get on the field, being as though he's the third tight end in this offense. Could he overtake Nick Boyle? Maybe. But as, as it stands right now, he's the third tight end on the depth chart. Uh, last thing I want to take from the preseason games over the weekend is I'm going to circle back to the Tennessee Titans. And Traylon Burks hasn't been looking good. They've been having him, damn, they played a whole game for the Tennessee Titans the last two games just trying to get this man to show him something on the football field. And he, he, he he's not really showing that much. And you hear bad reports out of training camp down there. And if you ask me, I'm not touching Traylon Burks. I'd rather sit there, my last pick of the draft, as far as some upside, Go ahead and go ahead and pick up Kyle Phillips, the fifth round rookie. He's he's been getting a lot of buzz for the Tennessee Titans, and I feel more comfortable getting him in the last pick in the draft, or possibly getting him off the waiver wire than me sitting here drafting Traylon Burks. So that's the thing right there. That's my news and notes that I have right now, as far as what took place over the preseason. Uh, like I said, it's good news that Brady is back with Tampa Bay and 
Oh, yeah. Also, I forgot to also mention that Logan Thomas is off the PUP list for the Washington Commanders. So I don't know if he'll be ready for week one, but Logan Thomas is back. And we do know that Carson Wentz loves to target tight ends. So good news for Logan Thomas. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Now, for what everybody's been waiting for, my segment of the homies. The homies. Like I said, these are the players that I'm targeting in every draft who I think that could win you fantasy football championships, okay? I'm going to start off right now. My first, the homies I got is Alvin Kamara of, of the New Orleans Saints. Now, last year, he missed he missed four games last year. Only had 140 carries with 898 yards and four TDs. With 47 catches, 439 yards, and five TDs. We know what took place last year in the Pro Bowl. A lot of people thought that Kamar was going to get suspended. Okay? So that dropped his ADP down. But now it's starting to rise back up. But you can still get Kamar in the second round. To me, Alvin Kamar has first round talent. And for real, for real, he could actually be a top five or top six pick in your draft to get him at his current ADP in the second round is a steal. And I like this offense with Jameis Winston, with Michael Thomas being back. I know he's dealing with a hamstring situation, but hopefully he'll be ready for week one. And them drafting Chris Chris Olave and them uh, getting Jarvis Landry uh, in free agency. I like this offense for the New Orleans Saints. And I think Kamar is going to have a big year and be an amazing RB1. Get him in the second round, early in the second round. He will help win your league. Another running back I want to talk about is DeAndre Swift. Now, I've been talking about him a lot. Yes, will will, uh, will he be sharing carries in the backfield? Yeah, he will. He will, but we already know this, okay? Getting DeAndre Swift in the second round with his upside, he reminds me of a baby Alvin Kamar. I mean, last year, he only played 13 games, also dealing with an injury. But he had 150 carries, 617 yards with five TDs, 62 catches with 452 yards, and only a couple of uh, catches. I I mean, a couple of TDs. I think he's going to have more catches this year provided he can stay healthy, which I think that he will. And I think he's going to have more carries this year in this offense. And before he got hurt last year, he was an RB7 in fantasy football, okay? And I think that DeAndre Swift is going to give you RB1 number to who you could draft in the second round. DeAndre Swift is part of the homies. I'm targeting him in drafts, and I think he's going to have a very big year for the Detroit Lions. Now, let's go to the receivers. First receiver I got is Michael Pittman Jr. Last year, he had 129 targets, 88 catches, 
1,092 yards and six TDs. And people say, hey, Larry, that's good. You know, I mean, he could do, you think he could do better than that? Yes, I do. I think they got to upgrade at quarterback, going from Carson Wentz to now Matt Ryan. I think he's going to get more than 129 targets. I think he's going to get more than 88 catches. I think he's going to get more than 1,092 yards. And I think he's going to get more than six touchdowns uh, this year. So, yes, right now, his eight, now he is starting to rise. Right now, he's going early third or maybe in some drafts the end of the second round but primarily early third round i'm talking to michael pittman jr i think michael pittman jr is going to be a wr1 this year for the indianapolis Colts and stuff in order that so he's definitely part of the homies and i think that certain wide receivers that's going ahead of him like the aj browns uh T. Higgins and a few others. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have a better year than those particular wide receivers. My next wide receiver I want to talk about is Cortland Sutton. Right now, in his ADP, he's going in the back end of the fourth round. And I think that Cortland Sutton could possibly give you a be a top 12 wide receiver. I think he's going to be the main receiver for the Denver Broncos this year. Okay? And the, the end of the fourth round... Well, you could get him at right now, and I think he could possibly be a back-end WR1 or, or, or highly productive top-notch WR2 that you could get in the end of the fourth round. Is a steal. Last, now, last year, he only had 98 targets with 58 catches, 776 yards, and two TDs. But they had terrible quarterback play last year. Now come in Russell Wilson. These numbers right now are about to skyrocket. He's going to get way more than 98 targets, way more than 58 catches, way more than two touchdowns. He's going to eat this year. You got to get him. The end of the fourth round is a steal, okay? And with, and with Tim Patrick being out for the year for the Denver Broncos, that, that, that only elevated the amount of targets that I feel Cortland Sutton is going to get. So definitely target Courtney Sutton this year in your drafts. The next wide receiver I got is Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. We've seen what he did over the weekend when he caught that touchdown pass with Joss Allen. Now, last year, he wasn't starting. Emmanuel Sanders was. And Emmanuel Sanders started off the year playing good. So, Gabriel Davis... He really didn't show what he was really about from really from week nine on last year to the end of the year. And we know what he did in that playoff game. So he only had 63 targets last year with 35 catches, 549 yards and six touchdowns. I think he's going to easily being a number two receiver, easily do way better than those numbers. He's going to get over 100 targets this year, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to eat because of that. He's going to have way more than 35 catches, ladies and gentlemen. Way more. And he's going to have more than 549 yards. And he is who Josh Allen looks for in the red zone. So I'm not, I would not be surprised if he gets double-digit touchdowns this year in this offense. Okay? It's, it's probably the best offense in football, you know what I'm saying, with Buffalo. And being as though he's declared now WR2 in that offense, it's his time. It's his time to eat. Okay, so he's definitely part of the homies. Last but not least, DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. Like I told you all, Matt Rule announced that Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for week one. And 
We know how talented DJ Moore is. For years, we've been saying all he needs is a quarterback. And I believe that Baker Mayfield is the upgrade over Sam Donald. Them bring him back. Cam Newton last year, whoever they had quarterback in the study. I think this is going to be the type of season that we've been waiting to see from DJ Moore. Last year, he had 163 targets with 93 catches, over 1,100 yards, and four TDs. I, I think the targets are going to remain around the same, but I can see him getting more catches. Uh, yeah, I think the targets are going to remain the same. I can see him getting more catches and definitely see him getting more touchdowns, okay? Now, he only had 93 catches off 163 targets last year, but that's because he had an inaccurate quarterback throwing him the ball. Because he has a more accurate uh, quarterback throwing him the ball, I could see DJ Moore getting over 100 catches this year in this offense and getting at least seven to eight touchdowns. So that would definitely jump DJ Moore. Now, right now, he's going in the third round. Getting him in the third round and stuff, I think is very good value. But he could be a back-end WR1 in this and on your fantasy team. And definitely somebody that I'm talking. I would not mind having if I were to start my if I were to start my draft going running back, running back, and getting DJ Moore as my as my WR1. I would not be I would not be mad at that because I think that's the type of season that DJ Moore is going to have in this offense and he's part of the homies. Another wide receiver that I got is Amon Ross St. Brown of the Detroit Lions. Last year he came on late towards the last five weeks of the season. He was a WR5 in fantasy football. He had 119 targets last year with 90 catches. 912 yards and five TDs. I think he's going to do better even this year. Yeah, we know they drafted Jameson Williams, but he won't not be. He would not be ready for Week One. And I know they got DJ Chark now, but I still think that Amon Rock is the clear number one option for the Detroit Lions. And I think he's going to get more than 119 targets, more than five TDs, and I think he's going to have over a thousand yards. Receiver, and I think he's going to be a high quality WR2 uh, on your team. And right now, he's going anywhere between the late fifth to the sixth round. And you could get that type of value that late in a draft. Definitely, he's part of the homies. So, draft among Ross St. Brown. Another receiver I got, the last on my list, and the last part of the homies I got is Kristen Kirk. Okay, we know he got that bag going to Jacksonville. Okay, now last year with Arizona, he had 103 targets, 73 catches, 982 yards, and five TDs. But that was a completely different team with him and Kyler Murray. Now he's the clear number one option for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last year he had to deal with DeAndre Hopkins. This year is him, and the only other person that we're competing for targets in this offense will be Marvin Jones, okay? And we've seen when the offense was on the field, the starters over the weekend for Jacksonville, Christian Kirk had a 36% target share, okay? He was targeted, like I said earlier, he was targeted eight times when he had five catches for 54 yards. He's going to be used early and often in that in this offense for Jacksonville. And I don't think their defense is going to be that good. So they're going to be behind a lot, which means Trevor Lawrence is going to throw the ball a lot in this offense. And I think that Christian Kirk, right now, Christian Kirk, you could get him in the ninth round. 
And I think he's going to finish. He could easily finish as a top 24 wide receiver and be a WR2 on your fantasy team that you could get in the ninth round. It is an absolute steal. This is why he's a big part of the homies, okay? So definitely get Christian Kirk on your fantasy team, okay? So today I came to you with key players who I feel, who I'm personally targeting in my draft. Hopefully people in my league are not listening to this because these are the players that I'm drafting. Larry Legend, a.k.a. Larry from, uh, from Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast. This is who I'm targeting in every draft that I am. Okay, so I'm glad. I'm so happy that I came to you all with this segment of the homies and stuff. This is Larry McCormick. Peak Game Fantasy Football Podcast. I'll talk to you next time.